What's up and welcome back everybody to Cork Stats here on the Mayo Media Network on YouTube with your host John Legaze and that's Big Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York as always, coming out the chair as always, getting you ready for the upcoming MLB 2022 season as always. Please hit the like button, make sure you subscribe, definitely check out the Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets playlist, it's off the chain. Welcome back once again everybody. Man, oh man, does life come at you fast. Just a month ago, we were wondering if there was going to be baseball at all, and now we're just days away from the beginning of the regular season, which means there is zero time to waste. Let's dive right on in. Today's look is going to be at Teoscar Hernandez, the young kind of combo speed slugger from Toronto. He had that big breakout last year, something that I was on top of, I mean, really, I didn't reinvent the wheel. I was so into the Blue Jay offense in general that I thought just all of those counting stats and all the surrounding context was going to help as far as protection and then run scored RBIs. And that's exactly what we saw. The Blue Jays were excellent. Teoscar was right in the middle of it. So if you're unfamiliar with our work, what we're going to be doing in this player spotlight is taking a quick look at last year. I do like to get granular. We're going to do some context. We're going to do some nuance, of course. But then we're going to dive into some compartmentalized baskets. We're going to look at Teoscar Hernandez from a disciplinary aspect. We like to look at elevation. We want to look at batted ball quality. And then before we make our conclusions, we will get into the projection. So let's dive on in to the tail of the tape. I have the surface stats up from last year. Teoscar had the monster season. 600 PAs, 296 average, 92 runs, 116 ribbies, 32 home runs, and 12 steals. That ribby and run total was 10th in the major leagues. Let's keep that number in mind. Remember, context does matter. We know ribbies and runs are not necessarily in the hitter's control, but, man, it can't be in a better context than the Blue Jays. And he tacked on 12 steals. He returned $31 last year. Teoscar was awesome. But, you know, surface stats not really always going to tell the tale. I like to look at the advanced stats. Those are all extremely strong. His expected batting average was 279. Expected slug at 523. X-Woba at 365. Those are all really strong. The disciplinary basket, though, is just average when we look overall at last year. We have seen it improve. 25% K to 6% walk. That 19% K minus walk is not great by any stretch. But with that quality of contact... It's really not that bad. Chase rate, just a little bit worse than average. The in-zone contact rate, just a little bit worse than average. The reason why I get at that is because, you know, they're not terrible, which means, one, he could produce with that basket, but also a slight tweak, and the sky could be the limit. Teoscar does get a decent amount of lift. The ball's in the air, you know, 38% of the time. The line drive rate spiked at 25, really, where you want to be. Line drive rate's not especially sticky. But if you're looking at line drive and fly balls as kind of an elevated basket, the ball is in the air, you know, a good amount of the time, which is really what we want. And the exit velocity on fly balls and line drives at 89 miles an hour, which is extremely good. So Teoscar really passing all scrutiny. With that, you know, we've covered standard deviation of launch angle. I don't want to get into the weeds about it, but it is a measure of tightness, right? We don't want too many ground balls and too many fly balls. That leaves us with an average in the middle. His standard deviation, the tightness is excellent. Teoscar with a 27-degree standard deviation, which is really excellent. Anything below 28 is phenomenal, if you hear me refer to it. And again, not reinventing the wheel. Teoscar Hernandez and those batted ball stats are off the hook. The bow rate, ex-Wobicon, all these things well above. 
above average. We'll get into that in just a little bit. So where I like to look the first basket when we're trying to figure out what's going to happen, right? Looking backwards is not always the answer. I kind of want to look at the input stats. I like to look at discipline first. Like I mentioned, my first and most favorite basket when trying to pretend production in the future. So for the audio-only listeners, which I know we do have, thank you for checking out the podcast. Anybody else, please check out the podcast as well. I know the video is not for everyone. Some people listening on the train as you commute. Though I do implore you to at least get over and take a look at the charts or check out my Twitter handle, MLB Moving Averages. That's at MLB Moving AVG on the Bluebird Twitter machine. You can get at me any time of day, any day of the week. You know, I live for this. So we're looking at two charts here. On the left is his K percentage, Teoscar Hernandez's K percentage, but on a 40-game rolling average. There's a few reasons we like to look at rolling game averages. I will be covering this for the athletic, but the idea is just perspective, right? The more granular we can get, the more time frames we can look at, the better our assessment is going to be. Look at the rolling K going back through 2020. We sort start to head in the wrong direction, that rolling number around 30%, which again, Teoscar could probably survive at. It's began spiking again. Remember, 40 game sets. When you see a spike at the beginning of 2021, that's including 2020. We're looking for overall trends here. And then we see the precipitous drop in K rate, that rolling number down in the low 20s, giving us a rectangular pattern for all you technical analysts out there. A rectangular pattern meaning we get kind of a box formation where we get lows that bounce up off of highs that then regress down. So the high in the rectangle has been about 26, the low in the rectangle at about 22, leaving us at a really nice spot for Teoscar. If he's going to have a low 20% K percentage, he is going to do damage. Why is that? Point your attention to the chart on the right. That's your Z contact, which is in zone contact rate. K percentage on its own cannot stand alone. You could not be striking out and just walking more. Yeah, walks are good. Getting on base is good. But we want our power hitters in particular, the ones going near the top of draft boards, to be swinging, making contact, and then good quality of that contact looking for damage. You do not have to be a market whiz to see the chart on the right is extremely bullish. There's another lesson there to show you things do not move up or down in perpetuity. They gyrate. They oscillate. Ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. What we're looking for, oversimplifying of course, is higher highs and higher lows, which is what we see in a distinct bear channel. So again, using some technical analysis towards the MLB space, we see trends going in the right direction. The K rate not just dropping, but it's being replaced with a higher percentage of in-zone contact, which is exactly what we want to see. Now, I was really fascinated by this. I was kind of looking for the answer why. Again, K rate not standing on its own, and I'm not going to pretend that rolling averages are the absolute answer. I think you have to dive a little bit further into the swing profile. Let's take a look here. We have a year-over-year spring profile that it would be impossible for me to describe all of this data. I don't want it to be overwhelming, but I do want you to see where some of these underpinnings of my assumptions or assertions come from. So what we see is a year-over-year-over-year overlay. So that's 19, 20, and 21 with the swing profile, also the swing take profile. Yes, Big Johnny working around the clock to bring you the best MLB show 
in the country right now. I really have kind of made this my goal, and I don't know if it's attainable, but I sure as heck am going for it. So what we want to be looking for are those changes. And to point your attention to the right, the heat maps and the swing profile, especially in the middle. We saw Teoscar getting really wild with the swinging. That was reflected in the K rate. He's always been a good high ball hitter. Look at the opening of the zone. That's what we're looking for. As we move down in years, we're seeing the red zone, which is his swing profile, begin to broaden. And that's what we're looking for. That is the answer to the what. The what was lower Ks and higher end zone contact rate. The why is because we've seen him be more aggressive and widen the zone. This is extremely important. I believe these are the types of skills that stick. This is not batted ball luck. Our hitter is putting himself in the best probabilistic scenario to succeed. I am really getting excited about the potential for Teoscar Hernandez. The sky is the limit. Let's get into the last basket. I brushed over it before because I knew we'd take a better look at it now. And that's the barbecue. The BBQ is your batted ball quality. I like to use this chart to give us an idea of what a hitter's power metrics look like up against the field. Because just in case we lose him, how hard is he going to be to replace? Or if we decide to push back, you know, how much closer to the average is this player to Oscar Hernandez? It is well above average. Those power stats are jumping off the board. His hard hit rate via stat cast, nearly 50%, meaning he puts the ball at over 95 miles an hour half the time. And we know the reason we use 95 miles an hour is that is the exit velocity that begins to have a direct correlation with slugging. So the harder a ball is hit, the better the percentage it's going to land, which makes sense. But there is some reasoning to it. You see the bow rate at 14%, firmly above average, nearly double. His blast rate at 7%, again, nearly double. Dynamic hard hit rate, which is a combination of exit velocity and launch angle, more than double the average, which is exactly what you want to see. Man, Teoscar Hernandez is not just empty power. Now let's chime in with the experts and see if they agree. My favorite projection system is the Bat X. Not only is Derek Hardy very smart, I consider him a friend, and his projections kind of fall in line with my own. Now I'm not saying we should judge projections on confirmation bias, but I know the underpinnings of the system have to do with using advanced data to draw up hitter profiles. Very similar to what you get here. Now, man, did we mention in the same breath as Derek Hardy is flattering, even if it's my own. So let's look at the bat X projections now that I was really nice to Derek. Let's do a bit of disagreeing. Derek has Teoscar Hernandez as the 11th outfielder, which feels fine. 144 games, 608 plate appearances, which also feels fine. He has quite a bit of batting average regression coming, which I guess I understand. Teoscar has run a very high BABIP the last two years. However, I would argue with the improvement in plate skills, the excellent batted ball quality, and the foot speed, he's the type of player that could maintain it. But I will give Derek his due with the batting average regression. He has Teoscar at 266. I'm not really buying that, but I don't want to split hairs over a couple of bips. You know, I'm more in like the 275 range, though I do think Teoscar can repeat the 290 we saw. Where my big beefs come in are all of the rest of the stats here, and it's because of the playing time. Now, I agree with 600 plate appearances. However, Derek, if you're listening and everyone else out there, where I disagree are the surrounding counting stats. I have a hard time seeing Teoscar capped 
at 32 home runs, giving the power profile, giving the way he lifts the ball, and giving the standard deviation of launch angle, meaning, you know, his ray, that tightness is so good, and he's putting the ball into play more often, so more balls fall into that ray, and given the constant quality, I think the home run total is a bit low at 32, and even if I were to concede that, I cannot buy 88 runs and 87 ribbies. That is a tremendous drop-off from last year, which I'd only see happening with a drop in playing time because I believe so much in the skills. So I guess we could wrap this one up. In conclusion, I really disagree with the projections. And I think maybe that's part of the answer why I've kind of been the high person on Teoscar so far in draft rooms. I actually have taken him as high as 16th overall. But I'm going to explain why. And this is what's wrong with outright rankings and it's because of draft placement and roster construction and the room you're in. So I can give you a pretty good example of how this application happens. Generally, I would not have Teoscar that high. I do like to build in Roto from balance. So Teoscar Hernandez certainly has the potential to be a five-category contributor. I have him near the end, if not at the end, of those players I would take at the turn, which means all the other players were gone which also means that someone happened to drop that player was Corbin Burns. So in this league, if I was at the turn, I had the 15th of 15 picks, and Corbin Burns was at the turn, which first of all is absurd. And I think regardless of your draft plan, not that I, I mean, I always preach being proactive as opposed to reactive, but I think part of a proactive plan is knowing that there are things that you may have to pivot on. Corbin Burns falling to 15 was one of them. I had no intention of, of getting a pitcher, really, in that league, to be honest. I was looking to double up. I was thinking a five-category outfielder and then maybe like an Ozzy Albee, somebody I really like, who, again, is five categories of contribution. And if you get two hitters that could both steal 15 bases and you could tack on, you know, 30 to 35 bases early on, you won't find yourself having to sacrifice quality profiles looking for speed. And I know that's not the only way to build a team. It is the way I like to build it. And especially I find myself being very good at pitcher analysis because of all the granular work that I do. I find it's easier for me to find pitchers later, so it's harder to find steals later and save. So I'd rather get those things that I find harder to get earlier on, which goes to strategy and roster construction, which is no matter what I say to you or my opinion and how well I might lay it out, you have to apply your own strengths to this. So that's why I try and avoid real rankings. But it's also why I was okay bucking the system and having a new min on Teoscar because I had Corbin Burns at 15. I really wanted a five-category contributor. All the other ones were gone. You know, Luis Robert was gone. Ozzy Albies was gone. I'm not particularly high in Mookie Betts. And man, me and Derek really disagree on that one. It will be interesting to see who comes out on top from a dollar return value, Mookie Betts or Teoscar Hernandez. I'm going to actually pose this to the Twitter public in just a little bit. So I think that'll do it for today. Long story short, man, it's all systems go, all wheels up for Teoscar Hernandez. I do not believe, considering the age, that we've seen the best of him. And he's really surrounded not only with a great organization, but a lot of generational talents. And he's got ridiculous hitters around him that are also looking to push forward. And I think we've seen the osmosis effect, right? The rub off. And those are one of the things that can be hard to quantify in 
a box sheet and a stat sheet. So I understand the regression crowd, and I do get that in general, regressing breakouts will get you closer to the next year's number more often than not. But for me, I find breaking out the microscope is how we identify those hitters that might buck that model. So for me, Teoscar Hernandez is firmly one of those. Give me 600 PAs. Give me 35 home runs. I've got him down for at least 10 to 12 steals. I think the batting average floor is at 270. I think it could easily go north of there. And I do not see a circumstance where we get 600 plate appearances but are also limited somehow to 170 ribbies plus runs. Teoscar Hernandez is certainly, certainly in the conversation for players that could lead the league, but should easily be in the conversation for 200 combined ribbies and runs if he gets 600 PA. So give me all the Teoscar Hernandez. I'm moving him up accordingly, but I'm also keeping him circled in draft rooms where maybe I did take a picture of the first round. If you end up with the fifth pick overall, and let's say you want to go with Gerrit Cole, you want to go with Jacob DeGrom, depending on how you feel about him. He's healthy. He's moving back up draft boards. Point being, or Burns in some cases, people have him that high. You could see that as main events start to creep up in the big money Roto leagues. So if you end up going that direction without the all-important speed I mentioned, Teoscar Hernandez is a perfect place to land in round two, could easily be a first-round hitter, and you didn't have to sacrifice. So I hope you enjoyed the video today. Please make sure to hit the like button if you did. Get up in the comments and let Patty Mayo know how good of a job I'm doing. Please subscribe to the channel. And if you like my stuff, check me out on Twitter, MLB Moving ABG. Also, there's the Cork Stats audio podcast. Different content from this. Lots of roto strategy, guest work. I do counterpoint episodes where I kind of retort or expand on my favorite fantasy baseball podcast. So, you know, if you're into baseball, I'm your guy. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thanks so much for spending your time here with us. I know mine is precious. I try and treat yours the same. So I catch everybody on the flip side. Remember, when you work this hard and you win, it feels a lot less like luck, everybody. Yo, peace.